0: Hey girl, hey. go yeah. again? Yes, I do. So, so I I start off as a slumber party, uh, since after a couple <laughs> of glasses of wine. And then they're i like a slumber, slumber party. Hey girl, hey. I am LaShawn Tiffin, better known as the
1: Chatter Chick. Hey trick. girl, hey. I am the Millennial Chick. Jerry girl, Hey girl, hey. Hey girl, hey. Hey.
2: hey. I feel like we're in an SNL skit. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's the way they've been doing them, huh? (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah. Hey Girl, Hey Podcast, Urban (laughs) Media. Today, I am your radio chick, Kiki Brown. And I am the chatter chick, LaShawn Tipton. And I'm your millennial chick, Jerry Tipton. And we have a guest today we actually have mm-hmm. two guests very powerful guests usually we cut up dr moore
3: good <laughs> but,
2: oh she said good oh cool please do <laughs> So we have Dr. Judith Moore, who is a convener for the Pittsburgh Mom Valley Black Women Roundtable. She's actually a state affiliate for the Black Women Roundtable. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. There is a webinar happening Thursday, May 28th. Yes. We're going to talk about that. Just to kind of recap, there's a situation happening with our women, Black women in particular, across the country. And I know that here on the podcast... We talked about the fate of the black women, woman uh, in the city of Pittsburgh. I know, LaShawn, you spoke deeply on this subject with depression, women here in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. dealing with poverty, uh, economic mm-hmm. struggles, health struggles, mental struggles. And I believe that this is a subject that brought on the Black Women Roundtable, which is happening on the 28th. Tell us what the Black Women Roundtable is and why it came about
3: and why now. Black Women Roundtable, it's really a state affiliate of the national organization, uh, the National Coalition on Black Civic Participation. Um, Melanie Campbell is the CEO and president. And... Um, so we began really addressing issues centered around Black women. And if you know, it doesn't matter what state you're in, uh, it seems like the state of Black women is the same around the country. And so we thought that we need to address specifically issues that affect the pittsburgh mon Valley area. And so this forum, we're calling it Solution Forum. Because we really already know what the problems are. We, we mm-hmm. know it's around poverty. Mm-hmm. We know it's around our health, our wellness. We know it's around education, economic poverty. So we know all those things. So the purpose of this solution forum is just that, to really come together with uh, local grassroots communities and talk about how we can establish actionable s- steps toward you know changing the outcome of Black women.
2: hmm did anyone have any questions?
1: So you said you just um, focus like on uh, the women in Mon Valley, correct? Pittsburgh, Mon Valley. Pittsburgh, okay. Yes. So um, can you see yourself like expanding to different areas within Pittsburgh?
3: Yes, that that's that's really what we want to do. And since mm-hmm. I've spent so much time in the Mon Valley, mm-hmm. um, you know, as cause I'm, I'm a retired um, itinerant pastor. And um, it's just so much uh, resources don't seem to make it to Mon Valley, so I okay. want to make sure that I included Mon Valley in anything and everything that I do. Um, okay. Definitely Pittsburgh because I, you know, I've also spent a lot of my time. I've been here quite a while. I want to tell my age, but it's a lot older than probably all right? of you all together. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you great. Great. but I'm, you but I'm excited. I'm too, yeah. But uh, but that, that's why I'm just tired of, of, of talking about what's wrong and yeah. saying, hey, it's time for us to really, we have the power, we have the intellect, you know, yeah. and, and we just have to get it together um, so that we can do this thing together and not try mm-hmm. to be a separate entity, not interested in that at all. I'm interested right. in whoever I can help, when I can help, uh, as long as I can.
0: I thought it was pretty interesting whenever the mayor had put out a, a, a finding this summer about black women in Pittsburgh
3: mm-hmm. when he
0: did that. And and um, and it's, it, it wasn't like this was a revelation. Like this had been going yes. on for so
3: yes. long. Yes.
0: For so long. And I remember when um, Mayor Murphy was in office and I went mm-hmm. to go open up a business on the Hill District and... And I tried to get backing from different banks. I was treated better in another city Mm -hmm. than I was in my city. Mm -hmm. And so I went to the mayor's office when Mary Murphy was in. And I went to the office and I was talking to this gentleman there who was a man of color. And I was telling him about the business that I wanted to do. And he was like, well, you know, it's just the way it is. I mean, simply kind of threw up his hands. right? Right. And I was just like, wow. So uh, a good friend of mine who... Is white, she said, listen, LaShawn, could take me to the bank with you. Now she even knew that there was a problem with me getting money from the city of Pittsburgh, and she's a white woman.
1: Mm-hmm. And she
0: said, Take me to the bank with you. I don't she said, I just want to help you. You know. Yes. And I was like, Well, wow, and, and and at that time I knew it was hard for black men. And yeah. i would have had i would have had this business now for probably about 20 years i'm not that old i was starting that business when i was really really young
3: really were baby <laughs> like, really yeah. I was baby when
0: i when i was starting that business <laughs> she, she, knew then, she knew then that yes. you know it was hard we knew it was hard for black men and but she knew that it was hard for a black woman because she offered to come in and do that and when this study came out that the mayor had put out about different the inequalities and yes. all that with um, black women, I'm thinking, well, wh- where have you been? Yes, this has been for so long. Yes.
1: Yeah. you know, yeah. and,
0: and a certain group that I'm with, the Black Girls Equity Alliance, and um, you know, I, I attend their meetings too with um, Dr. Ellie, uh, Kathy Elliott. Yes. Yeah. You know, you we learned from so young where young girls, young black girls are treated so differently
3: yes.
0: than the other girls for this when they're in trouble in school for the same thing that a white girl does, they get suspended. They different things happen to them. And that just goes on and on until they, you know, become a young woman. Yeah. Yes. And it's just so hard. It it's so is. hard. You know, so when I hear when I hear about these roundtables and meetings like this, I, I'm always intrigued. But I wanna know who would be there that they can, that will hear this and understand this and know that something has to be done. We can't go with another another uh, a revelation from the mayor. Yeah, He puts it in the paper and everyone thinks, oh my, this has been going on.
2: <laughs> well, I really? know
0: that Dr. Moore, you're not the mayor and I don't mm-hmm. even know
2: if this is on point for the subject that you're talking about, mm-hmm. but you see those are the problems. You said with this forum that you would add the solutions, You and those other organizations, representatives and organizations. So what would the solutions be?
3: Oh, yeah. And mind. and that's what we're looking for. We're looking to bring different to to bring different groups of black women together and yeah. then get, get into the actual communities in which they live because you know we can dialogue all day long, you know, because because we got it like that. But to actually say, hey, can't we just all come together? You know, and you you take the lead on this. You know, sister, you take the lead on that. You take the lead on this, and then collectively come and speak with one voice. When one person or one group goes to the mayor, you know, I had you know I want to recall who who it was, but I had someone, an official, to to tell me, well, we we meet with the black uh, political leaders, and I said, yeah, but I'm but black women roundtable. We're not at the meeting, so right. we're not, yeah. we're come to the table and represent what it is that we, we're interested in as a collective voice and not, you know, they can't speak for me, I can't speak for some other organizations, but collectively we can say, hey, let's do this thing. And we have people who are out there working on some things, you know, Black, uh, you know, um, agenda think Rochelle Jackson is working on some things. There's so many different groups that are out there. If we um, can just focus on the we, Mm -hmm. then we can get some stuff done. Because a lot of times, you know, and we've been ingrained to think that way. Because Mm -hmm. if somebody gets a dollar, we're scared to share. We got it. Who we got it from? What we're Mm -hmm. doing? Because, you know, because um, they got us. We don't need to be fighting against each other. We're all in the same boat. And so yeah. this form is to kind of begin to talk about that, have different groups or representative to attend the various meetings and have a, a, a collective agenda to move forward. Right. That's that's what I'm about. I I'm you know that and I just want to see something different happen. I just want to see black women not only survive, I want to see them thrive. I want to see them just excel in all the And all that they're doing to show our little black sisters and our brothers that, you know, that we're out there and we're all there together.
2: I'm glad you brought that up because now we have a gentleman in the room, Mr. Ken Houston, who is the president of the NAACP Pennsylvania State Conference. And thank you so much for being here, sir. We appreciate you being a part of the show.
4: Good evening. Thank you for uh, having me on. Yeah, I see I'm, I'm outnumbered here. <laughs> it, it, it certainly is, but uh, thank you for having me on. It's my pleasure to join uh, these uh, wonderful ladies. Uh, and I'm happy to uh, announce I just got off of our third virtual town hall uh, with some of our senators across the state. Um, talking about the issues that affect my people. I am happy to be here and uh, I consider it an honor. Uh, I am the first president in over 25 years to be elected from Western Pennsylvania. So most of the time it happens in the East. So in October, we had our election. Uh, It was a heated battle, but but I made it. So uh, uh, I'm pleased to be here and I'm pleased to represent Uh, the NAACP.
2: So, Mr. Houston, uh, we have Dr. Judith Moore here, and she is with the Pittsburgh Mon Valley Black Women's Roundtable, and they're hosting a webinar May 28th just to address some of the issues that a lot of our Black women are facing. So, she's a part of today's episode, You are a part of today's episode because so much is happening to our people, both men and women, Mm -hmm. whether it's mental, whether it's uh, physical, whether it's financial, emotional. And I'm glad that both of you are here. We're glad that both of you are here as a part of this episode, because usually we play around and we talk about, you know, silly stuff. And we talk about current events and hot topics. Not all the time. Not all no, not all the time, (laughs) but most recently our people have been we've been really upset, we've been frustrated, and not related to COVID-19, but because of the situations that's been happening, a man and a woman killed just this week. And who to address our concerns with would be someone that represents our people, the NAACP.
4: We'll be right back.
2: It is the Hey Girl Hey podcast on Urban Media Today. Hang tight. To advertise on Urban Media Today and Urban Media Today Radio with 24-7 exposure and online exclusives, email editor at urbanmediatoday.com. Urban Media Today is an online blog magazine specializing in urban lifestyle, finance, entertainment, HBCU sports, and more. Hey, girl,
1: hey. Hey. hey.
4: Say what's happening, we say bye.
2: Podcast on urban media today. We have guests, uh, two very important guests today. We have Dr. Judith Moore of the Black Women Roundtable, and also uh, representing the Pittsburgh Mon Valley Black Women Roundtable. They have a webinar happening uh, May 28th that will address a lot of issues that I want to say endured by Black women, African American women. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk more about that. We also have the President of the NAACP Pennsylvania State Conference, Mr. Ken Houston. <laughs> right. Ken Houston. <laughs> why I say
0: Hudson, I don't know. <laughs> I'm glad you said it, not me.
1: I, I don't know why.
0: I don't know why. Dude, but, uh, I'm really yeah. bad. I mess up names. I'm
2: really good. Usually I'll be on point, but today, you know. It's, so good. it's, it's all good. It's all right. Week, actually, how, first off, how is everybody? I didn't even. We just went right into it. How is everybody? Great.
1: Okay. Good. <laughs> great. You know,
0: I mean, every time we talk about how we're feeling about this whole COVID thing, yeah. I'm yeah. enjoying I'm enjoying the shut in. I told yeah. you, I mean, I've I been having too. such great conversations, with me and the Lord, man. Mm. <laughs> I'm sitting there like in awe. I wish I'd write a book
2: the- so we know what, what y'all be talking about.
0: <laughs> you know what? I think the Lord has placed that on my heart a little yeah. bit. Jesus got saved. Do that. It.
3: Get it done. Get it done. Yes.
1: Get it done. Great. I have a, a question for Dr. Moore. Yes, ma'am. Um, so right now, uh, with the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, a lot of people, especially African-American women, have uh, struggled with depression, anxiety, and other things like that, and it's happening more and more in, um, you know, amongst African-Americans we're doing everything that we can to like heal ourselves, whether it's a prayer, um, talking to friends, uh, virtual therapy, writing, anything else, everything else that can help us cope. And sometimes that's not enough. What is some things that c- your seminar can help women, you know, get through, this pandemic with a whole bunch of personal issues they have going on
3: yeah that um, that's an excellent question i don't know if i have all the answers to it but my my hope and my desire is that the forum will bring forth some actionable steps for us to move forward so we will have mm-hmm. cool persons um who will be on the call who also be a part of that panel discussion um, of what we should mm-hmm. do that is a real that's something that we you know You know, I grew up in in the South, and some things we, you know, we say, whatever happened in this house, stay in this house, and and mental Mm. health has been something that we have not really discussed to our detriment, so I'm I'm thankful that you brought that up. Uh, My hopes and desires is that that will come to be one of the actionable steps uh, to move forward, and what we need to do as Black women and men, so that we can be healthy, even through all of this, because this is just another added layer to what women and Black women and all of us are going through right now. So our our hopes that we'll get some uh, actionable steps from that forum. I'm glad you brought
2: that up, Jerry, because even with Ken here, both men and women feeling the stresses. A lot Mm -hmm. of the frustration taken out in our communities, through our families, everyone is just tense right now. We're tense yep. up, and we yep. are we're responding with jerk reactions, not yep. thinking, no rationalities, um, no filter, whatever. What is the NAACP doing to settle the minds and spirits of the African American community, even right now, with so much going
4: on right now? Uh, <laughs> well, uh, let me say, I think that, in my humble opinion, uh, I think that COVID has really just shed a brighter light on the things that we have been dealing with now for Mm -hmm. quite a long, long time. Um, You know, what we have to understand and realize is, is that racism as we knew it, with the sheets and the burning of the crosses and white and black signs and things of that nature, we never got over that trauma. Mm that trauma has plagued us as a people for a number of years. Um, and I think that we are not, we're, we're not understanding that we built this country. Yep. We are the fabric of the United States, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so when we come to realize that we have 400 years of investment in the United States of America. We were here 400 years ago. So for us, the systemic issues that we've been dealing with for a number of years, we have never really overcame that. And so a lot of what we're seeing, particularly with uh, the, the, the COVID-19 situation, though we realize it's a virus and it's a deadly virus, look who's it's impacted. Look who the stressors are on. Mm -hmm. The stressors are on us. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. you got to remember before COVID-19, Trump gave $2 trillion to the top 1% of the country. Mm -hmm. So it's not a question of are they suffering economically? Because they're not. It's those that are making $40,000 and less that are suffering even more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And as I always say, pressure bust pipes all day, and particularly in our African-American communities, more so with our women than with our men, because the Black woman has been the anchor and the pillar of the Black race for years. Mm -hmm. And that's not minimizing a Black man, because I happen to be one. But I am not ignorant to the fact that our Black women Are enduring a whole lot more Mm -hmm. because black women that are single black mothers they have to take on those dual roles Mm -hmm. and they may not have the luxury of having a two-income home Mm -hmm. so most of them have to try to juggle now how do I sustain my home economically and by the way educate my babies at the same time because now they're home. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you understand what I'm saying? So the the issues that we're facing as a people mm-hmm. never has there been a time like now than for us to come together and keep yes. it real. Yes. Never has there been a time. Do you know they're releasing hundreds of black men out of correctional institutions because right. of COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, they haven't been tested, right? Mm -hmm. They're coming out with no healthcare, no job. They can't even apply for unemployment, folks. Right. So the reality is, oh, we're going to let them out of prison with no undergirding of how they're going to sustain themselves once they get back out into society. And most of them are going to come back out an attempt to try to find a way to survive. And my fear is in their quest to do that, they may encounter COVID-19 because they don't understand the seriousness of what has plagued our, our, our state, our region and our nation. So we're, we're under some perilous times. And this is the time that we need to really keep it real with each other and come together.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Recently,
2: our community lost two innocent lives not related to COVID-19 at the hands of overzealous, possibly racist Americans, white. And the two I'm referring to, no surprise, Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor, both unarmed, both victims of mistaken identity, according to reports, both killed by whites. According to reports. Emotions are heightened. Folks are angry. We want revenge. We want more than marches. We want more than protests. We want answers. We want justice. We, Many of us don't know how to vocalize what we really, really want or exercise our rights by voting or doing the things the proper way. What is the NAACP doing, just as a person that is the president, um, if you can, uh, what are you all doing to, to, you know, you you address the COVID situation, but with this situation, what is the NAACP doing to try and make this world a better place for African-Americans?
4: Well, um, first of all, let me say this: it was not mistaken identity. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's not okay. give it an. Ex- let's not. I'm just. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand, and mm-hmm. it, it, it wasn't, and they they absolutely intended to kill that young man. That was mm-hmm. that was their intentions. Um, the sisters, same thing. They it was intentional. What we're doing in the NAACP. Um, through the leadership of uh, Derek Johnson nationally is, is we are uh, taking a very hard look at the grassroots approach, okay? Because a lot of times what happens is, let's take Pittsburgh, for example. Someone gets killed, we come out in the masses, we march, we shut down a highway, we don't really have an impact because they will only let us march according to their terms, mm-hmm. right? You're, you're not going to march Monday through Thursday when the economy is, is extremely important in the city. And by the way, when we say stop, guess what you got to do? You mm-hmm. got to stop. So after that happened with Antoine, there was, there was no real plan. And, and we, as, as people of color, we, we're emotional anyway. I think that what we have to be real about is, is that we have to have a strategic approach to how we deal with these things.
2: Mm-hmm. And I
4: think with the NAACP, and I know what I'm doing with my 44 branches and 17,000 members is, I'm telling them, look, you know, lip service isn't going to cut it people are tired of lip service and mm-hmm. don't get me wrong i dr king was my hero mm-hmm. but the reality of it is is that we're not in the 60s mm-hmm. right we're now dealing with 2020 mm-hmm. and they don't wear sheets no more folks mm-hmm. they don't put on sheets and burn crosses in the dead of night they they wear suits they're corporate leaders yeah. mm-hmm. they are sitting they're in leaders. your government mm-hmm. they are yep. sitting on your school boards
3: yep. and they're
4: going to make sure and assure that the two numbers that they're concerned about negroes have no place in that's the vote because we don't do it and the dollar those mm-hmm. are the two numbers that they understand and until we get a better grip hold of that and understanding that our power is present, if we practice it. And if we don't practice it, then we are sitting back and just making noise year after year after year after year. And and one thing that I loved hearing about Dr. Moore is, is that she's going grassroots. Because that's the way that you impact and affect change. Because it's easy to, to, to raise the fist, right? Black power, you know, it's, it's, White folks, especially racists, they ain't scared of that. Mm. They ain't scared about you walking down the highway talking about no justice, no peace. What <laughs> listen, they drive in from out of the county <laughs> to the county. Yeah. And guess what happens when their day is over? Go back. They go back out of the county. And now those that want to take the inner cities, your homewoods your are more economically impoverished areas. Mm-hmm. Now they're seeing that as a, an aspect of creating their own gold mines. Guess what they're doing with us? Oh, y'all wanna, you wanna live in the in the, in the suburb? Go on. But we're not gonna give you transportation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you hear what I said? Mm-hmm. we not giving yeah. you buses.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And, and what y'all do out there in the woods with each other? Guess what? We could care less. Keep on killing yourselves, because then that's less for us to do. So Mm -hmm. what we're doing in the NAACP Mm -hmm. is we're taking a very serious, hard look at, one, educating our young people, not just telling people we need young people, because I'm sick of hearing that. Young people need to be educated, brought to the table, taught there's there's a very, very strategic way to do this to get your results, right? And some of the stuff that we've been practicing even in the NAACP has been from years ago well that stuff don't necessarily work anymore it just doesn't and I'm a president Mm -hmm. by the way I'm the state president and I even say to my leadership we have to take a a more comprehensive grassroots approach to Mm -hmm. educating our people the other thing and I'll say this I'm sick of being the borrower and not the lender. Mm-hmm. sick of the NAACP only being called when there's a crisis. And it's a problem. Mm-hmm. I'm, I was absolutely embarrassed of the fact that we weren't handing out no water. Mm. We wasn't giving out no grocery bags. We wasn't helping people. I turned on the television. I'm like, where why are we, where are we at? Where's our black churches? Mm-hmm. And we got black churches all over the, the Western. What, what's going on here? Where's the NAACP at? Where's my branch president? Mm-hmm. So we've got to be real with ourselves first, right? Because mm-hmm. it's easy to get in front of a microphone and say stuff when you got an audience. What are yes. you doing after the, after the camera's off? After mm-hmm. you're not on the radio show?
0: Mm-hmm. What are you
4: doing there? So for me- as a state president in the NAACP, we're taking a very aggressive approach to reinventing ourselves. We're not losing our tradition because that's our anchor, but we are taking a very hard look at how we go about doing things.
2: We're going to take a quick break and a sip of something. <laughs> yes. It
4: is the Hakerhead <laughs> hey podcast on Urban Media Today. Be right back. HBCU Sports with Trevin A. Jones, weekly on Urban Media Today Radio. A full report on all HBCU sports action. Also join us on a weekly basis on Urban Media Today Talking Sports with our host Trevor A. Jones, sports columnist Ray Porter Jr., sports reporter Vince Butts, and the big guy Alan Lincoln. That's all happening weekly on Urban Media Today Radio.
2: Hey, girl, hey!
3: <laughs>
1: I mean,
3: he there. just
2: preached. Yes, yes I did. Okay. I was like, Where's my pocketbook? Just wait. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point. Uh, Kingsley the president of the NAACP Pittsburgh State Conference, and Dr. Judith Moore uh, with the Pittsburgh Mon Valley Black Women Roundtable uh, here today. You may not even hear anything from me, Lashawn and Jerry, because our guest well,
1: dropping June, mm-hmm. and they are we just listening, taking it all in, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> learning so much. <laughs> so, but
0: I, I wanted to I wanted to go back into some of the things that you were saying mm-hmm. and uh, and about a different way that the NLA has to address things now because things have changed, mm-hmm. and um, so we have a new generation now that is computer that is, uh, you know, not not even computer, I, I should say, you know, social media savvy mm. and everything about. It. And I think the direction that that these different organizations need to move towards that, you know, more. I mean, we, we see it now. It's everything has changed. Those who did not want to do social media are now having to do social media has to.
4: Mm-hmm. I think
0: th- these are some of the things that we have to just just,
1: amen
0: so much information (laughs) out there that there's no way it's not going to see it because we're Mm -hmm. seeing black men and black women kill the video camera and the Mm -hmm. the the perpetrators are getting off Mm -hmm. Um, and it's on film Mm -hmm. people are outraged Mm -hmm. and i and i'm I'm like that every day i i don't even sometimes i don't want to watch the television Mm -hmm. because you know I, i see this thing with with aubrey and um um, and I know I, I saw the video and I've seen plenty of videos of, of black men and women being killed and nothing has happened.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's like, so what if we have a video? Does it matter? Yeah.
1: Yeah. You right. know,
0: um, and, and, my, and my, my frustration is, how do we change that? We have videos, we have everything, you know. They try to change the spin to the way that young man was killed. They said yes. that he walked into a, a home <laughs> that was being worked on. And then and the gentleman that owns the home that said, I don't care if he walked inside of my house. Mm-hmm. I didn't ask anyone to, to, to police my anyone. house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we see things like that where there's white police officer, white men that are killing black people, and then when you look at the television, they're they're in they're sitting there. In in the front of faces of police officers screaming at them whenever we're supposed to be six feet apart from people and you're screaming at somebody without a mask on your face. Mm -hmm. If that was a black person, I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, he would have been beat up so bad. Yeah. And then they're protesting. I saw another picture of somebody that walked instead of a white man walked instead of a store, uh, a Subway's with a with a gun on his back ordering a sandwich. Mm-hmm. If we look like we 're reaching for something we 're dead,
1: but mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it
0: won 't carry a weapon mm-hmm. you know things like mm-hmm. this frustrate mm-hmm. me yeah. we we have these organizations, we have these people you know we we have social media and we're we 're strong we 're so strong as a people i sometimes i don 't think we know our strength mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know there 's mm-hmm. so much we can do and I know some people don't want to get young people involved, but their voice is so strong.
3: Yes, yes it is, yeah. Yeah. it is, it is, it is
0: so strong. Yes, is. When I was younger, they used to tell us, and I, and I, I, I meant to grab this, I could, I, I could only find my sisters, but I had an NAACP part two, the Penn Hills chapter, because my grandmother and her best friend, they were part of the Penn Hills chapter, and they used to say, that's what we had to do. When we were growing up, and we were in church, we had to go to church, <laughs> Everybody in our church, part of the NAACP,
4: right, but, right.
0: You know, I used to think that my grandmother and her girlfriend were doing little things in the community, like they were getting salt trucks to come and salt the road, and and that was pretty big back then. Mm-hmm. You know, these black, changed. these little black women talking mm-hmm. about you're gonna, you're going to salt this road, mm-hmm. you salt that mm-hmm. road over there in Pin Hills, mm-hmm. you're going to salt this road. So much so, they put a big thing, this big salt container out in front of my grandmother's house they were like here you have all the salt you want here you go i mean because she stayed on their nuts about stuff she stayed on them Mm -hmm. and we have to learn that we that's what we have to do we have to stay on people Mm -hmm. and you know sometimes i'm guilty of this i i i'm guilty of sometimes thinking i'm not doing enough Mm-hmm. you know I think I'm not mm-hmm. doing yeah. enough because mm-hmm. I'm feeling overwhelmed and mm-hmm. then I have to get out my own head and say if mm-hmm. I don't do nothing then mm-hmm. I'm not doing enough if mm-hmm. I don't do nothing,
3: mm-hmm.
0: nothing mm-hmm. but I have to do something you know and I, and I just want everyone to get to that point if you do something you're doing something it, it's, it's, a, it's not enough but it's something do something
1: mm-hmm.
4: you know what's ironic What's ironic is is that you mentioned uh, the Penn Hills chapter, uh, which actually has been dormant um, for mm-hmm. quite a number of years, mm-hmm. um, they're one of the branches locally that I'm looking to uh, reorganize. But but let me let me say this. In, I was in, like
0: 1983
4: yeah. when mm-hmm. I was. <laughs> but but to your point, it goes back to what I said earlier about. We as a people needing to change our strategy.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: I, I find it absolutely amazing. On on the state conference phone, we average about hundred and fifty to two hundred, about two hundred sixty phone calls. Uh, people needing the NAACP. Mm. Um, some of them are valid, some of them not so valid, and one of the first things I ask usually when someone sends me an email or calls me about their issue, I ask them, where have you been? It's, it's not enough to come when the fire is burning.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Why aren't you coming when you saw the fire starting? Mm-hmm. It, the, the realities of what we're dealing with, and I, I, I can really speak to the West of this state because this is where I'm from. I'm absolutely amazed at the fact that we don't come out like your mom and them used to do and just show up at the school board meeting. Here's people that are handling millions of dollars pertaining to your child, but you can't take any time out of, by the way, don't go every month, just go one to find out what decisions that are being made in your community to impact you. Because by the time it comes from Washington, baby, it's already baked. But you can prevent it at a council meeting. You can handle it on a state level. So the problem is is that we have to get real about what we want, right? See, I'm not motivated by the stimulus checks because I think that's a setup for my people. Yep, yep. You're making my people socially and economically dependent. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm not a socialist and I don't support it. That's why I have a problem with some of this progressive stuff that's being thrown. Oh, give us free this, give us free that. Well, no, because that's teaching my people to be welfare dependent.
1: Mm-hmm. Not
4: necessarily welfare by government standards, but being dependent on on people that are gonna make decisions that's gonna impact generation. Yeah. We have to, and, and particularly our sisters, our black women, black women have to stand up and say, guess what, I'm running. Get on the school board, run for council, do what you have to do to make a difference in your community, because guess what, y'all turn out in numbers. You wanna see something Mess with somebody's baby, and see how black women come out in tribes. Damn straight. I mean, they come West from Street. everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. So we need that energy, and that strength, and that determination to impact and affect changes, uh, change that's happening in our communities. Um, we we have to do this different, y'all. We have to. We can't keep sitting back and going along with the go along.
1: Mm-hmm. I have to I think, associate
2: a lot of this, though, I'm sorry, with the lack of trust that the community has, something happened down the line. And from generation to generation to generation, it adopted the, the acceptance of ignorance, just not wanting to be involved, not wanting mm-hmm. to something happened for our people to say, I ain't doing that. I ain't going out of there. I'm not going to that meeting. I'm not being a part of this. Something happened, and and a generation adopted that type of mindset. And because of that, we, we have the people not showing up for mm-hmm. voting or for vote for election day or for webinars or for marches. They don't trust it. There's something that they don't trust. How do you gain the trust back from the community? There's something out there
4: that we just do not trust. It's called the bullwhip effect, okay? It goes back to the days of slavery. The, mm-hmm. the, the whip is what kept the Negro under control. And it wasn't necessarily that they beat every Black person on the plantation because they couldn't, because they needed Black folks to work. But that whip, just the, just the sight of it, had a psychological effect on our people. It made us in a whole lot of different ways feel that we had to be tight cast to a role that we were taught to play. Wow. And it was a generational situation that has impacted and affected us as a people. Black men are leery of other black men for no reason you know I, I i mean i'm i'm older probably than all of you but i rem, i i go in the stores and i i, I was taught to mm-hmm. say good morning good right. afternoon mm-hmm. good night now you go and they say yo hmm. hey good morning what's up right it's, it's a passed. it's a psychological mindset that yeah. we have allowed to metastasize and mm-hmm. spread throughout our communities and our and 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 our people. And to your point, the only way we're gonna break that vicious cycle is that we have to come to ourselves, right? So you know, and I don't want to be biblical, but the reality of it is when Moses went to Pharaoh and said, Let my people go, and he didn't stop there. He said, Let my people go so they can go to the desert. Mm-hmm. He didn't say go to the promised land. He said, go to the desert. Why? Because the desert was the place where they had to be purged from a mindset before they could go to the promised land. So we can't get to the promised land until we get out of the desert. Mm -hmm. But when we get out of the desert, then we as a people can get to the promised land. I'm just saying.
2: Really? And, and I, oh. We're down to like less than 10 minutes. So go ahead, LaShawn.
0: Okay. I, I, t- I understand that and I totally get that. And I think um, during this COVID time, I think people, we're learning now to be not so people dependent. This is like a detox. Yeah. I think for so long, we've been people dependent whereas we didn't do the voting, we didn't do certain things because we thought somebody else was going to do it and they will take mm-hmm. care of us. We're getting out of that mindset. Now that COVID has happened, and I, th- and I pray that people take this opportunity because it's a detox from people. It's a, it's a time to get some things together, to get some things in order. Mm-hmm. To, right. and, and it's a time because when when you think of this, we have, during the COVID, we're home. Our t- we have more time to do Things that we didn't do before. Yeah. Because we're sitting at home. So where is where is really your time, your treasure, and your talents? Where are they now? Because you have plenty of time now. I Mm -hmm. thought about it the other day. I said, I was so busy doing so much that there were certain things I didn't lend my talent to, nor my time. You know, and now with this coming, I can reflect back on it and say, well, I do have some extra time to do that. Mm -hmm. I could, I could volunteer here or, you know, I could do this here because this is a time to reflect on a time that we have Mm -hmm. to do some extra things. This COVID wasn't a mistake. It's to purge some things from us that we used to do. You know, and now we're, now we're seeing as a people that voting is so important Important. Mm -hmm. seeing who's not doing what I'm looking at these local governors and they're, and they're going against the president and saying, no, we're not opening up my city. There's people stepping up. Those were some of the people that people probably didn't even think about voting for. Yeah. And now you get to see where they are in this time where it's not convenient for them to be a politician, where they actually have to just step in and do the job. You know, but this voting is so important. We don't, we don't, I, I don't think we get that, you know, yes. because we're so people dependent and systems dependent. And this is just a time for us, this time has allowed us to get out of that, to get out of these systems, get out of being so dependent on other people. And when you were talking about churches, you know, Black churches and, and the food, I mean, well, my my church, we have been giving out food. I've been volunteering here. We had people...
1: International
0: ministries have been giving out food. Oh, Bishop Clay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. He was a good man. That. But there, I mean, but there's, there's other churches. There's plenty of churches. And that's, that's another thing. Whenever the NAACP, NAACP used to come to our church, churches were full. Mm-hmm. People are mm-hmm. not people are not going to church like they used to. Those churches are there closing down. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not that Black people were there's less of us, there's less of us in the church. Mm-hmm. You know, so we, we have to think of a different too. way of reaching people. We got lazy. We, yeah. sleep, we But now, mm-hmm. now there's the church, the 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 people have left the building of the church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so what are we doing now? We're doing church online, like we're doing this right now. Yeah. And, you know, so you, you have to attend, you know, some people were dependent upon the building, like we're dependent upon people. They mm-hmm. were dependent upon the building to get the work. But now you can just plug in and get the word if you want it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, you know, but I don't want to I don't want to preach because that's not what I do.
4: Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying I'm you are
0: you, you're doing something
2: with um Governor Wolf. Yes. What yes. what is that initiative about? Tell us what that is.
4: Well, Governor Wolf uh asked me to sit on his uh committee for um I guess the buzzword is equity and inclusion. Um, What Governor Wolf is looking to do is he's looking at all facets of his cabinet Mm -hmm. um, with economics, with health, and he has tasked his Lieutenant Governor in putting together a a small body of individuals to come in and give him the real story, give him the real facts of what is happening, uh, particularly with black and brown communities Throughout this Commonwealth, um, Pennsylvania has 44 hate groups. Um, of the 44, that's all. That well, well, wait a minute now. Wait a minute. <laughs> of the 44, 40, about 42 of them are armed um, to the teeth. Uh, <sighs> so what we're looking at is is we're looking at ways uh, of coming together, getting the real data the real numbers of what is happening with people uh, black and brown about this commonwealth and we're going to be working to put together a study and a study with solutions though that's, that's mm-hmm. of how we can turn this thing around
3: mm-hmm. um, yeah
4: one of the things that i would like to see empowered is black businesses um i'm tired of the gatekeepers you know, and in Pittsburgh, we got a lot of, them. we got black black leaders, but they ain't, okay, It, mm-hmm. it's just what it is. I don't want to mm-hmm. beat up nobody. No, we get, I get it. So yeah. we're working very aggressively. Uh, I was appointed by the governor to sit on that commission uh, to work on uh, really coming up with real solutions of, give you a perfect example, COVID. They don't have a mechanism in the state of Pennsylvania to determine how many black people were affected and died Mm -hmm. relative to COVID in Pennsylvania. Well, we ain't gonna go nationally because that's a whole nother story. But right here in the state where you live, those that died from COVID, we have no way of going in and extracting that information to share with our respective communities. Um, so we're working to change that and Mm -hmm. the other thing is we're working to look at um, black businesses there are a number of black businesses y'all that are not getting this money they're just not getting Mm -hmm. it and a lot of them are not getting it because they don't know how to navigate through the process to get it and those that try to navigate through the process they're put way on the back burner so uh, I've been, uh, you know, asked to come on board and speak truth to power and uh, keep it real on on what is affecting and impacting our people. And I intend to do just that.
0: So it seems like there needs to be two sides. There needs to be someone to teach the businesses how to get this or to have what, what structure they need to have to obtain the money mm-hmm. and then someone to speak on their behalf. because. I don't think you know like like you said i don't think some people know how to get it and then some people are just pushed to the bottom that have that have all the correct forms and everything i mean you know we open up we open up businesses all the time and i don't think sometimes we have the correct structure when it comes to open up we have a dream yeah yeah you know yeah um and so Mm -hmm. i don't know if we have like all the paperwork
2: (laughs) (laughs) Or even know what questions to ask. Okay. Right, yeah. Dr. Moore, you can talk about or provide solutions or resources at your webinar. Um, just to piggyback to you because we're, we're, of course, out of time. Yes. I'm glad that you stayed because you received yes. information and something you can talk about um, at the webinar as well.
3: Absolutely. 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 Wow. There, there's, there's a, right a, lot. Right. There's a mean, lot there's I a mean, lot a yeah
2: five hour podcast
1: like five hours no <laughs>
2: <podcast. laughs> I know, I know. so short one hour is not enough Jerry you were quiet I hope you soaked in a lot of
4: information I
1: did it was just so good <laughs> <laughs> that's From our millennial <laughs> wow
4: <laughs> this is great well crazy. listen let, let, me, let me let me say this to you guys though very seriously in your show I I I I'm not gonna lie, I have not been familiar with your show. That's okay. But um, I commend you all, um, Dr. Moore. You haven't seen the last of me. But okay. I commend you all for um, being that voice that Pittsburgh, particularly, mm-hmm. desperately needs. Um, mm-hmm. It's 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 disheartening for me sometimes when I traveled across the other side of the state and they got four five six seven black radio stations right Mm -hmm. they got five six seven black media outlets right Mm -hmm. um i think that having individuals like yourselves gives us hope to know that we can get our word out there we can get our message out there Mm -hmm. um because no one's going to tell the story about black people, like black people, right? That's right. You know, let's keep it real. No one's going to, and and you know, and I'm not saying that white folks can't, I um, you know, they can't come to the table and try to help us. They they do, um, they really do, but they can't tell the story,
3: right?
4: Like we can tell the story. That's
3: right. That's
4: you know, right. when I when I wear I walk in Giant Eagle with my mask on and a ball cap. And the white woman starts clutching her purse. Yeah. Nobody can tell that story like I can tell it.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm yeah. saying?
3: Mm-hmm. And and
4: I wanted to say to her so bad. Uh, listen, sweet pea, I got money in my pocket. I Isn't came in here to get some milk and some bread, just like you. Right. I am mean, thinking money? about your purse. But <laughs> nobody can well, tell money. that story like mm-hmm. we tell it. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm very humbled to be on here tonight with you guys. Uh, I, although yes. I'm the only brother here tonight, but I, I'm really humbled. And I really <laughs> thank you for being who you all are in getting this. Yes. Out there.
3: Thank you. also. Yes.
4: Thank you. Thank, thank you, you, Dr. Moore.
0: Well, thank, thank you so much. Guys are awesome. Yes. Thank Thanks a lot. This is Jerry's time.
2: To tell everybody
4: <laughs> <how> to <laughs> say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's my time. <laughs> right. Well,
1: you guys can catch us on past episodes on Spotify, Live 365 TuneIn, Anchor FM, SoundCloud, and Herb Media Today.com and Apple Podcasts. And
0: Lashawn. Oh wow. And you can thing. you can email us at the Hey Girl Hey Podcast at gmail.com or on Facebook, it's at the Hey Girl Hey Podcast or Instagram, excuse me, at Hey Girl Hey Podcast 2018 or Twitter at Girl Hey
3: 2018. All <laughs> <on> Zoom meetings. <laughs> you
0: can watch us on YouTube as well.
2: And- oh, yes, YouTube. Yep. Thank Excellent. you so much to our guest, Dr. Judith Moore, Pittsburgh Thank Mom. Thank you least, so much. On the round table. Thank you for being here. Bless you all. Yes.
3: Thank he you.
1: We'll have a link to the
2: webinar uh, on the video and also, uh, yeah, on the video and also on social media and uh, Pastor Mr. Ken Houston.
0: <laughs> Houston.
2: Brother
0: Ken Houston.
2: Yes. <laughs> President of the NAACP, Pennsylvania. That's our State. new
0: brother now. That's right. right. Yes. That's right. Yes. yes. Our
2: chicken. new brother. Right. Yes. Yes. Blessing. The, the black Thank one, you. the round table chick, and then we had brother Ken. Thank
0: you, the Ken. <laughs> Everybody got to get there. Yeah, because. Ken can't have a chick name. Can't have
4: a chick. <laughs> no. No. I'm the chatter chick, <laughs> that won't go too good. All My right. boys will be like, Dad, have you lost your mind? Right. <laughs> <laughs> no chick name
0: for Ken. <laughs> I'm the <a laughs> millennial chick, Kiki Brown. And I'm the chatter chick, LaShawn Tipton.
1: And I'm your millennial chick, Jerry Tipton. It is the Hey Girl, Hey Podcast on Urban. Hey. Day. Day. Okay. Bye. 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 See y'all. See you guys
2: listening to Urban Media Today Radio, your station for classic soul, R&B, old school hip-hop, gospel, smooth jazz, and more. Listen online at urbanmediatoday.com or download the TuneIn, Live 365, or Urban Media Today Radio apps. They're free, so take us with you. It's Urban Media Today Radio.